0: Well, welcome to the Deeper Dive podcast. Each week we take a deeper look at the text we covered in worship on Sunday, and we do that by discussing things like historical settings, literary context, the way others before us have read the text, and our own reflective approach to reading that same text. This podcast is part of Calvary's Daily Connection, a place where Calvary shares something new each day to help you grow in faith. So we hope you check that out through Calvary's app or by going to connectwithcalvary.org slash dailyconnection. Well, today on the podcast, we have Lori Bultemeier, uh with us, and uh, she preached on Sunday. Um, through uh, text in Romans and then Psalms and really just a, a wonderful sermon about uh, what it means to, to suffer uh, with those who are suffering. And so we kind of get to extend that discussion today and hit a couple different topics. So I'm excited to, to talk with you
1: today. Right. Yeah. Good. Nothing like suffering. Good times. Nothing
0: like suffering. It's I know. A, well, a as experience. we were
1: talking yesterday, we're all doing it anyway. Right. Uh, we are promised in the word that we're going to suffer, that yep. we're going to have many trials, not just a few, but many. Yep and it is a very natural and normal thing. And sometimes when uh, people become believers, they uh, have this misconception that everything's going to be okay now. I got Jesus, and life's going to be good, and nothing can touch me now, and wow, that's so not true. And in fact, things often get worse before they get better. So um, to to realize that when we're going through times of struggle, that that is normal and expected, Mm -hmm. and that we have a God who loves us through it, uh, very uh, often, that's the path. We yeah. go through right. whatever we're going to go through. Right. Occasionally get delivered from, but most often <laughs> through. So uh, to know that that's normal and that it's okay and that there are right. things to learn in those times of struggle, mm-hmm. I think uh, helps mature our faith. Mm-hmm. And there's there's good to be had in there if we can...
0: Right, yeah. right, right. You, you made some distinction um, on Sunday and touched on it just a little bit about the difference between uh, shame and guilt and, and a couple other stages of what we kind of roll into that whole ball of suffering. Uh, I'm very interested in kind of hearing a little bit more about that and kind of making some distinctions. Yeah, on that. If, uh,
1: yeah I am too. I find that this whole topic kind of fascinating because it's universal. We right. all experience guilt and shame. Um, we have these moments where things just don't feel right, mm-hmm. okay? Um, and it starts with kind of level one, if I can put this into four levels. Uh-huh. Level one is just being embarrassed, right? Oh, I could fill our entire time here with things that I have done where I have been embarrassed <laughs> myself, right? Yeah, we could. Yeah. Uh, it's a great party question. It is. You know, when we the most embarrassed? Well, I could. Uh, I could go on and on. I think we all could. Uh, embarrassment is a fleeting feeling of, gosh, that was awful it's just something you know it's just yeah. awful but it's a fleeting feeling you can even laugh about it later right. and you don't feel alone in it everybody's done something embarrassing sure. okay you blush a little bit and then it's over mm-hmm. okay um the next level uh deeper is humiliation and yeah. all of us have probably experienced this at some time or another where it's beyond embarrassment uh because you're angry and at whoever caused the embarrassment. Okay? Uh-huh. To be humiliated requires someone else. Right. I can embarrass myself all by myself, sure. but <laughs> uh, humiliation uh, takes another person right. in, in the picture and there's mm-hmm. anger mixed with that. How could you do that to sure. me? Uh, hum- humiliation uh-huh. is different.
0: Yeah. Does the other person have to intend for that to happen Not in order for that to be, so it can be either way. It could okay. be either way, intentional yeah. or unintentional, yeah. but
1: you could feel humiliated by someone, but there's this sense of anger and sure. maybe betrayal and that feels pretty right. awful. Right. Okay. Um, so then, guilt—you're uh, focusing on the behavior. I did mm-hmm. something. I feel guilty because I did something mm-hmm. wrong. I thought a bad thought. Yeah. I did a bad thing. It's—it's right. it's about mm-hmm. something that you did, yeah. okay? Um, and you take responsibility for it. Hopefully,
0: yeah. um,
1: but it—the it, focus is on behavior, where mm-hmm. we get to shame is the really most dangerous place because the difference is it's not about the behavior it's about yourself right i didn't do just do something bad now i am bad right i am you take that on kind of personally that you believe that you are then flawed Mm -hmm. uh unlovable right uh, because i am the bad thing uh, that i did or that was done to me yeah that you Take that on as part of your identity, right. uh, and that makes life incredibly difficult. It's it can be isolating and toxic um, because you believe that you are. There's something wrong with you. Right. We hear that at the baby fold a lot. Our kids and mm. our and those parents. What's wrong with me? You right. ever hear people say that? Yeah. What is yeah. wrong with me? Why do I do that? What's wrong with me? Right. And it, it's you hear that identity with the uh, behavior. Um, And this leads to cycles of addiction, trying to medicate that, you know? And and what's really sad, Isaac, is that to try to shame someone out of an addiction presses them deeper into the addiction, right? Have you heard people like you just shame you into don't do that thing that you do, whatever that addiction is or that behavior is? trying to shame them out of it oh my gosh drives them deeper yes you're into
0: reinforcing it. that same kind of exactly self, uh, self-awareness the, that they're you know
1: flawed right, and broken self-loathing and, you know, it just mm-hmm. makes it worse and yeah. well-intentioned people think that this will help them if they realize how bad it hurts me your addiction hurts me or right. hurts your family or whatever right. just heaps shame upon shame
0: yeah
1: um it and, well, it was yeah.
0: very popularized, I oh, think, yeah. uh, you know, a decade or two ago with that kind of whole intervention move. I'm not saying the yeah. interventions are bad right. necessarily, right. but when they, uh, when they kind of hit a sensationalized, um, Roadmap it really it, it it took that tone. It took that shaming it, tone. It does. And, and that's what people took away, I think, from that whole kind of concept is yeah. let's have an intervention, let's shame this person and then they will realize what's going right. on. How
1: dangerous. And yeah. Right? How yeah. dangerous it it doesn't yeah. it might temporarily Um, You know, kind of tweak their conscience and maybe they'll temporarily change their behavior. But if you don't deal with the underlying shame that started in the first place, you're not going to get very far. So and and certainly a person who is feeling any of those levels, of course, Mm -hmm. but obviously in particular, guilt and shame. I mean, God's love is critical to be infused right. in that situation and hope right. uh, that things won't stay that way and that yeah. we are for loved and lovable, forgiven. Yeah. We can forgive all of those things. Just that's mm-hmm. what you pour on uh, yeah. to a situation like that. Um, shame, you know, again, feeling like we are unworthy of love. Yeah. Um, there can be three responses to that, and mm-hmm. I talked just about one of them yesterday right. about the hiding. Right probably the most common let me just let's how can i cover this up this whether it's a wound or a sin either one i gotta hide it from people because people can't handle it god can't handle it i can't handle it you know god's mad at me my family's mad at me i'm mad at me you know those horrible cycles of um terrible Mm self-talk and so we tend to move away from people isolate hide um Or there are some people who take that feeling of I'm not lovable, uh, not worthy, and they become people pleasers. They don't move away, they move towards.
0: Uh, so yeah. some of
1: those people, you got everybody's got some of those in their world too. That's sure. just trying so hard to make everybody happy, right. to make them feel better about their own stuff saying, that they're they assume hiding. That it will make
0: them them happy, yeah. As yeah.
1: And that doesn't yeah. always work either. No. Um, maybe less harmful um, uh, than sure. other ways. Some people then the third levels move against yeah. to become aggressive. Right. I will keep you away from me. I'm so awful. Let me keep you away from me. I'm going to make sure you don't get too close to either see my secrets or really understand who I am because I believe I'm flawed. And so you find aggressive people in the world that are actively pushing people away, Mm -hmm. Um, literally spitting distance, right? For our kids, I mean, we had spitters, and they were keeping us at spitting distance, quite literally. Um, Right. I can't let you get this close to me because don't you understand I'm unlovable. Yeah. So again, the the treatment for that is love. Right. Not not letting them get away with that. Well, yeah,
0: I, I was just going to say you, you know you, you touched on that a little bit uh, on mm-hmm. Sunday uh, when you kept using that phrase, you know, hurting people, people who are hurting mm-hmm. are the ones who hurt people. Absolutely. And I think when um, you know that, that that statement itself is such a helpful revelation mm-hmm. to people, I think when it comes to compassion uh, is to recognize that th- this is a kind of a logical consequence of their hurt, that this is right. not something that is necessarily your own doing, you the mm-hmm. receiver of that mm-hmm. hurt. It mean, very well could be, but it's not necessarily. Not necessarily. And that, and that most of the time, you know, th- these folks are acting, I guess, I, I mean, I hate to use the word appropriately, but it really is. a kind of, it's, expected. It, it's expected. It's expected. It's yeah. expected. If that's yeah. what you have, yeah. you know,
1: use the example of this woman that was just, She just mean. Yeah. I would she's a mean girl, grown right. up, you know right. yep. I don't know if there's such a thing as a mean old lady, but um <laughs> maybe <laughs> yeah, we'll start maybe. that club, but um yeah. that that she was just mean yeah. and and reveled in right. uh, people's anytime they she yeah. can embarrass or um you know yeah. uh, or you get people like uh, kids who tattle, right, oh my gosh, they tattle because <laughs> they want for just a moment, can we take the heat off of me,
0: yeah. Yeah, look it's over that here. kid look over, here. look over look at yeah. somebody
1: else because yeah. I can't handle the embarrassment of right. you know my whatever right. whatever their issue is so right. you know kids with uh, that I work with with behavior emotional issues you know mm-hmm. they're always in trouble they've been in trouble their whole lives yeah. you know the, even those kids with attention deficit or whatever right. again I love right. them all but you know they've been in trouble from day one somebody's yeah. always telling them no and yeah. sit down and rah, rah, rah. Yeah. and so gosh they, they become great tattlers because they're like gosh can somebody just Look at somebody else for a second. Just one second. Just, can you take a break. it off of me? Yeah, yeah. 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 And so, yeah. yeah, we give away what we have. You know, that's mm-hmm. why it's so important is to stay connected with God and to stay with connected with other Christians, to stay connected to Scripture, to have fuel in our tank. That's good to give. Yeah, you know. Right. Uh, and again, as I was saying yesterday, get yourself to the cross as quickly as you possibly can, where sure. you can refuel. Right. You know, because that's right. that's where we're going to get it.
0: Are there um, are there kind of movement points, or do people travel in a specific way through these kinds of four areas? These uh, you know of embarrassment and humiliation and guilt and shame. Is it something mm-hmm. that kind of is a uh, Is it one-directional? Is it bi-directional? Is it kind of just they kind of jump all over the place? I think they jump all over the place. I think
1: you get into cycles, though. But once you get into a heavy load of guilt and shame, when you get into that level, it's really hard to pull yourself out of it. One of the strategies you can use, though, when you're feeling shame and you're using Mm -hmm. I statements about what you have done or has been done to you yeah. To separate yourself from the behavior is really helpful. Sure. I did that terrible thing. I wish I had not done. Um, And to name it and to confess it and kind of move it outside of yourself uh, to see that, yeah, you did that. I'm responsible for it, but it's not me. Right. It's not my identity. Yeah. So um, and that's a a critical thing to do. Can yeah. I pull this outside of myself? Yeah. Or even, you know, going from uh, humiliation to God, that was just embarrassing. And the other person didn't right. even mean to do it. Right. You know, you can you can right. kind of pull yourself from one level to another if you if you think yourself through and sure. have someone help you think yeah. yourself through that. Yeah. Pray about that, Lord help me see that, man, I'm sorry I did that. I right. did that thing, but you still love me, right? And they'll right. be like, yeah. Yes. You know yeah. that's why, you yeah. know, the message to the kids, always, man, you're loved and lovable. Yeah. Oh, Constantly on good days, bad days, you know, and I have parents can't say it enough. Can't say it enough, you know, and I've had parents kind of like, "Why are you telling them that?" You know, that they're (laughs) that God loves them even when they do bad things. Well, because He does.
0: Yeah, because He does, and and (laughs) He
1: loves you when you do bad things too. By the way, and and me too. So that unconditional love of God is very difficult for people to really, really grasp. We say we get it, even as adults. We say that, and then we have this yes, but. In the not back in of this, our head. Yeah, but except not in for this circumstance. Thing. And that yeah, circumstance, or if and... you have a favorite sin, right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that go-to sin that right. we just tend to keep, oh, yeah. we repeat that one. Everybody's yeah. got a favorite. Yes. Uh, so it's harder when we keep having to right. re- repent over and over and over again. Right. But yeah, yeah. 70 times 7. Yeah.
0: Right. Yeah. And it, you know, it manifests, uh, you know, in the internal state, but then people, I think, also look for, you know, ways for God to be mad at other people as well. Oh, and yeah. so it becomes, it becomes not just uh, what does God think about me, but what does God think about this person and yes. that person and that person? And that really, um, I mean, that's a, you know, a popular thing to do, I suppose, but it it really is just two sides of the same coin, I think, mm-hmm. when it comes to this idea of, uh, what is God about, you know? Right. And um, boy, you just see it manifested in so many it, yeah. terrible ways. It's I ugly. Think. It's ugly. It, it is. And, yeah. and
1: I, you know, all I have to do is get to John three sixteen. I mean, for pity's <laughs> sake, could it be more basic? I, no. But God so loved the world, Right. the world. Yeah. I don't know anybody who falls outside of that. Nope. Not sure about ancient aliens and all of that, but <laughs> this world that we know, uh, God yeah. so loved that He gave, and so. Yeah. Yeah, there's nobody that falls outside of that for me. Right. You know, may not understand that relationship with them, but God so loved. And so we're called to do the same. So, yeah. Again, it's sort of tattling.
0: It, it, it's yes. kind of tattling, yeah. you know? Yeah. Uh, yep.
1: Let's take the God's wrath off of me for a second and put it on somebody, somebody else. else. Yep. They're worse than me, yeah. right? It's all relative and all yes. that. Oh, oh that's dangerous. Very, yeah. Oh, so dangerous. It's a very good way to say that. Right? It's the same kind of action. It's the same,
0: yeah. 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 You know, you mentioned a little bit yesterday, too, um, about the, the ministry of Jesus and about um, his – uh, you know, seeing compassion or having compassion uh, mm-hmm. when he saw people. And then there was a healing, mm-hmm. you know, right around the corner. I just want to talk yeah. about that a little yeah, bit more. Yeah, it's true. I mean, um, check that out in yeah. your
1: reading. Um, it Christ's broken heart, this suffering for others, yeah. is what moves his feet. Right, He does something um, yeah. when he has compassion. He stops and he does something about it. Um, and, and there's also kind of a, this mix of um, this forgiveness and healing going together Um, he feels compassion and then he does what is required forgiveness slash healing and oftentimes they go hand in hand and not always in the order that we would think let let me give you an example I'm actually going to talk from uh, Mark uh, chapter 2 tells about Jesus healing a paralytic and this has a this is a great visual if you can uh, picture this I won't read it and I'll kind of paraphrase it Mm but um, Jesus is in Capernaum he's been on this tour of healing and casting out demons and preaching. He's just on a tour. He's going from town to town. Uh, Mark is the suddenly chapter, you know, book of the Bible. He's all fast, and immediately, and then, you know, I always say Mark and Peter were both ADHD, I'm pretty sure. Yep. (laughs) But um, so Mark tells this very fast story of Jesus doing all Mm -hmm. these things. Well, we get to Mark chapter two, so it's early in Jesus' ministry, and he gets to Capernaum, and the people now know about him. He's been outed, you know? Right. And so people know who he is, and they're following him around. And so it it tells us that he has to preach in wide open spaces. He has to go to deserted places now because...
0: The yeah, multitudes will people. not
1: leave him alone. Yeah, yep. so in this uh, early uh, chapter, chapter two, he uh, is in Capernaum and he's in, in the in this home, and there are so many people gathered that you know there's no room and it's just packed. And uh, just try to picture what that claustrophobic environment would have been like and yeah. the noise of it all. Right. Um, I noticed in my in my study just this week. I'd never noticed it before. There's all these people in the room. It's standing room only, right? It's packed in there. We're going to read later that they lower a man through the roof, so it couldn't be more full, right? Right. And I never noticed this before, but it says the the uh, keepers of the law were there and they were seated. <laughs> so right, did like did they throw somebody out of a chair or were they first there? How did yeah. they get a seat? Right. Just wondering. I, those uh-huh. are the things that I worry about and think yep. about. Anyway, yep. so it's it's full and it's so full that these four men can't bring their buddy in, okay? So there's this poor paralytic guy laying on a mat. It doesn't Mm -hmm. get more pitiful than that. This poor man is just laying in his own stew, right? Right. It's bad. So uh, he's obviously got a problem, okay? And it's physical, and it's very gross, yeah. and right, yep. and so these sweet four men don't know how he made four friends that would do that yeah. mystery, but four right. four guys take him up to the roof. Don't know how they got him up there; must have been interesting. <laughs> uh, but picture Jesus preaching, teaching, healing, doing whatever mm-hmm. all in this very packed room, and dirt begins to fall from the ceiling. Right. Okay, and so the men are digging a hole through the roof, and they yeah. lower this dude down. Okay, and just picture that this. Body coming yeah. down out of the ceiling, right?
0: What an interruption. Yeah. Bizarre, right? <laughs> yeah.
1: Bizarre. And yep. I'm sure Jesus had to laugh. I mean, yeah. really? Yep. I love it. I love it. So, yeah. so this poor guy yep. splayed out on a mat, lowered down through the roof. It might have been kind of scary for him. I don't know.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> it might have
1: been yeah. kind of creepy. But anyway, they uh, bring him to Jesus in that way. And he turns to the paralytic and he says, Son, your sins are forgiven. And number one, why do you call him son? Right, Because he's speaking for God, yeah. right? God's yeah. speaking through him, which is going to tick off the Pharisees. Of course. Just saying.
0: Yeah.
1: But here's this man with a very obvious physical problem. Right. And Jesus does not address it.
0: No, and he's he's coming off the back of this, you know, big tour already, That's like you right. said, where this that- is what... Is this is what I do. Right. This is what they came for. This Absolutely. is what they went through all the work. Yeah.
1: Obviously, this yeah. is the problem. This yeah. guy is splayed out on a mat, has been mm-hmm. his whole life. He's gonna physically heal him. Yeah. Wow, this is gonna be amazing. Right. You know, if they had enough faith to believe that was gonna happen. Yeah. Awesome. And he says yeah. something rather mysterious yeah. son, your sins are forgiven. What? Yeah. And I wonder what the man thought. Well, that's right. not why I'm yeah. here. <laughs> what about yeah, yeah, thanks a lot, dude. Yeah. This is not what I expected. Yeah. Um, although we don't know if he even knew who Jesus was. Right. We don't know. It's the faith yeah. of the friends, right? not the man. Mm-hmm. It's the faith of the friends that inspires Jesus. So there you go. Um, but the teachers of the law were again sitting there and thinking to themselves, why does this fellow talk like that? He's blaspheming. How can you forgive sins but God alone? And I love this immediately Jesus knew in his spirit that this is what they were thinking in their hearts and he said to them why are you thinking these things which must have totally freaked yeah. them out right yeah now he's oh, yeah. a mind reader right okay Thanks. Um, love yeah. it I know so I hope they yeah. I hope they uh, wet their pants a little bit yeah. um, but you're blaspheming yeah. how dare you forgive this man's sins how right. dare you because they probably believed he deserved it because there's also oh, this yeah. link yep. between sins and infirmity mm-hmm. disease bad things happen because of sin right okay yep. and and i, I kind of want to set on this point for just a minute because yep. when you talk about sins and wounds and illness and all it can get real uh sketchy right there and i want to be yep. abundantly clear that mm-hmm. sin does not cause a handicap of some sort okay no. it's no. very dangerous right uh position to think, well, they have this infirmity of whatever kind because they sinned. Jesus addresses that in John chapter 9, straight up, when they encounter the blind man, the man born blind. And the disciples of all people say, who sinned, this man or his parents, because he was born blind. So either his parents sinned before the child was born, or somehow this... Man sinned in the womb. Mm -hmm. Don't know what that would look like, right? Because he was born this way. And their assumption is there's sin here. Right. He wouldn't have been born blind if there hadn't been sin somewhere. And Jesus says very clearly, no, no, that's not it. That's not it. So,
0: uh, always that question of whose punishment is this? Somebody needs to be punished for this. mm -hmm. And that's just the wrong question to ask. That's the wrong question. That's right. That's
1: right. So, um, how fascinating that then Jesus then, you know, forgives the paralytic, yeah. heals the blind man, um yeah. and uh but then follows up that forgiveness that the uh, the sign then is right. the healing. Yeah. And there is a response required. He could have said, uh sir, you are healed, and that could have been the end of the conversation, but he says right. pick up your mat. Yeah. and walk there's that response we've got to respond to that healing that takes right. place in our spirits or bodies or souls right. but we've got a response yeah we need to get up yep get up yep. and some people stay a victim much longer than sure. they need to yeah. they stay down they stay down and they identify right. as it if you right. have you have to receive it you have to receive forgiveness you have to receive healing it can't be put on you right there's a just you know the same with yeah. salvation you sure. know we're saved by grace through faith well right. grace is the gift yeah but faith is the hand that receives it
0: yeah you have agency in this you, you absolutely you are, do you are yeah. part of it yeah, yeah we
1: need to be part yeah. of that exactly yeah. so yeah. i find that fascinating yeah. uh, how jesus deals with things in the right order right i think right right yeah. um and and together so i find that Fascinating, yeah,
0: it's it's wonderful. I love that. Yeah, Yeah. well, what else um, uh, from uh, from your study uh, would you like to talk about today? What what else is on the uh, Um, on the table here?
1: Yeah, I got to thinking about um, this passage in Hebrews um, chapter ten, and there won't be time to talk about all of it, but it's sort of the difference uh, between. What God requires of us is it sacrifices anymore? No, No. Uh, Christ is the last uh, and perfect sacrifice, right? And um, you know Jesus says, "You know, here I am, come to do Your will." And He He is the great High Priest. He He has done all that. Those sacrifices and offerings and burnt offerings and sin offerings that we used to do don't not required and right. and really don't even please God anymore when we're trying that to to me that's works now right let me sacrifice something let me do something to yeah. to earn your love right. uh, not required mm-hmm. and that is so hard for us I think yeah. uh, to set that aside and try not to be God pleasers in that way sure. let's earn it yeah. let's you know oh, sure, yeah. Yeah. Let, let's yeah. let's do all the right things we can right. become very uh pharisaical in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so we don't need that uh, priest anymore to do that. We've got Christ who made the perfect sacrifice and sat down at the right hand of God, says verse 12. Um, that one-time sacrifice for all sin, he sat down at the right hand of God. He is chill. Yep. He's, he is not pacing the floors of heaven, nope. worried about our sins. Right? He's keeping
0: it cool. He's yep. keeping
1: it cool. Yep. And, you know, God yep. created and he yep. sat down. Yep. And Jesus did his work. Right. And he sat down. Yeah. In Ephesians, it says, We are seated in heavenly places. We need to sit down mm-hmm. too. We yeah. are seated with Christ, right? So yeah. if we can embrace that we are loved and lovable, forgiven uh-huh. and all, you know, healed, if we can embrace all of that, we can sit down too. Yeah. And wouldn't this world be a better place if we could all just sit down? Yes sit down yeah. you know yeah. um, but verse 15 of that chapter says the holy spirit testifies to us about this okay and i think that's key yeah. because Why people so? can't tell yeah. you right. people I, I could say all day long oh isaac your sins yeah. are forgiven oh yeah. isaac you're healed oh isaac god love you. Right. all day long and and part of it is we have to take uh, the um, responsibility yeah. and the action of getting deep in prayer, sitting down with God, Christ, our intercessor, letting the Holy Spirit testify to us to say to us, you're okay. You're okay. There is now no more condemnation. Conviction, yes. Conviction, good. Conviction, good. (laughs) I mean, really, if we don't have conviction by the Spirit, we're in trouble. We need that um, course correction, you're off you're off base, Lori. Right. You're going the wrong direction, Lori. And
0: that's a great way to say it because right. again that that typically um, well, I mean it sides up with behavior and yeah. not with person. That's right. You know, course that's correction. That's right. We is need the course behavior. correction. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: You're getting off base. And yeah. and the sooner I can tune in to the Holy Spirit telling right. me that, the better off I'm gonna be. Now you can right. you can turn a deaf ear to it. Yeah. You can, and people do, and right. it's I do it too. It's easily done when you sure. don't wanna hear it. Right. But I'm so grateful for the Holy Spirit testifying with my spirit, you know, yeah. uh, that, and this, g- yeah, what we're, I was yeah. Just gonna
0: say this becomes a kind of a listening, uh, mm-hmm. kind of activity. Uh, what are some ways that, um, I mean, just, uh, that, that you practice that, that you practice listening. I'm always interested in hearing yeah. how people do that. Right. Uh, there are so many different ways to do that. There, I are. Just, um...
1: there are, um, a lot of it is just being intentional about turning down the volume of mm-hmm. whatever else is going on in your head. Yeah. In your day that day. Yeah. Just yeah. crank down the volume. And those thoughts are gonna you're trying to sit quiet in prayer and right. absolutely your grocery list is gonna pop up. Yeah. Absolutely. And right. your your to do list for today and the noise of whatever's going on, you're gonna yeah. hear your phone beep. There's a thousand interruptions. It's just right. it's discipline to mm-hmm. just don't spend time on those. Turn your focus back. Turn yeah. your focus back. Uh, yeah. Someone once said, if you can worry, you can meditate. Yeah, Because that's what it, I mean, it's just refocusing, refocusing, refocusing on, yeah. on the right thing and getting quiet enough um, yeah. in, in your own inner soul. I mean, just calm yeah. down. Sit down. Sit down. <laughs> yeah. Jesus and God are sitting down. Will you pull up a chair, right. sit down. Yeah. Sit down. Yeah. And know that you're welcome there. That's part yeah. of it for me, yeah. to, to know that I'm welcome to mm. sit with the Trinity, for crying out loud. Yeah. I mean, I'm welcome there. It's a big deal. Which is a big darn deal. Yeah. Yeah. But think of the price that was paid so that I could have right. admission to that room. So right. uh, I come sit yeah. down. Come sit down. Um, and, and again, to dismiss thoughts of God is mad at me. Yeah. God doesn't have time for me. Um, right. Those are all those are lies. Yep. Um, the truth is, He is dying to hear from me. Yeah. He wants to sit with me and right. you and everyone else. I mean, think about the very best parenting. You know, the yeah. best parent wants that child to sit on their lap and tell me yeah. all about it—the stupid stuff, the good stuff, yep. the bad stuff. Right. The the best parent wants that, craves that. Yeah. I mean, I've talked to lots of parents who, gosh, I wish my kid would talk to me. Yeah. You know, in adolescence, they disappear, don't they? They <laughs> right. disappear. They go off. They go off yeah. the grid and into yeah. their electronics and all that. And right. How a parent craves that.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, God craves that time yeah. with us. It's he wants yeah. to spend time. So, yeah. getting that set in my mind helps me that. Mm-hmm. I, i'm welcome i'm not bothering god with my stuff he's right. interested right um and already at work in it and then i yeah. can feel um confident to share whatever mm-hmm. i was on my heart at the time uh, for myself or for someone else yeah uh that we can come boldly to the throne of grace right right um,
0: yes
1: boldly it's a pretty strong word um, it's a very strong word. It, yeah. Yeah. yeah um but to be still interesting that that psalm be still and know that i am god that gets quoted a lot right i have it on a t-shirt of course be still and know that i'm god (laughs) and it's it's an interesting one i i just uh spoke about this the other day um every word of that you could put in italics yep be still Mm
0: -hmm. and know
1: that i'm god like don't just be physically quiet, but be in yourself right. still, be yeah. still, be quiet, be physically quiet, be quiet in inside, yeah. uh, be still, and know, don't guess, don't wish, right. but know yeah. that I and I alone am your God, you know. Yeah. But I also studied up on uh, that word, be still, an, another time that Jesus uses that is when he's casting out a demon. Right. It means shut up. Yes. Shut. Quiet,
0: yeah. Get quiet. Up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: and it's in it's Zip a command. It. Yeah. And it's I mean, yeah. and it's stern. It it's is. It's sometimes sometimes we need the whisper. Uh, be still. Sometimes we do, and that's great. I yeah. think God can caress us with that whisper. Yeah. Just, just know I, I got you, girl. I got you, guy. You know, be still and just know yeah. it. Don't deep. I love you. Sometimes it's kind of a sweet whisper because we need that kind yeah. of arms around us. And sometimes it's like, will you shut up? Yeah. I'm your God, not right. you, not that somebody else. Right. I, will you please uh, uh, yeah. quiet those thoughts, especially right. the ones that are lies? Yeah. yeah. That very negative self talk, man. We gotta. Yeah. The radio station going on in our heads yes. is oh, all yeah. about us, Yes. right? Yep. What Our thoughts are, I want, I think, I feel. Yep. That's our soul work. And it mm-hmm. the radio station in our heads is all about us and what we need and how we're going to get somebody else to help us do it and on right. and on and on. Right. And that that's quieting of the soul yeah. is to just stop thinking about what I need, what I want, and get into mm-hmm. that worshipful place of yeah. how is God going to intervene in my life? How am I going to let that happen? How yeah. am I going to be involved in His? So. That's that, good. Yeah. yeah, it's very, helpful, very uh, yeah. helpful. I think,
0: I think people are always looking for that kind of mm-hmm. you know. Well, what I, I know that I need to do that, but how? How do I do that? How it, do I begin that? Or how do I continue that? Yeah, and, um, it
1: really is a spiritual discipline, and it gets easier as you is. as you yeah. do it more. But um, but to not get down on yourself if you get distracted by something, right. totally normal. Just yes. pull your focus back in. Yeah, you know. And and the other way that I. For me, commune with God is through His Word. That's mm-hmm. how He speaks. You know, and yeah. you hear yeah. the, the voice of God is the pages yeah. of, of the Scripture. For yeah. me, that's right where, yeah. yeah, that's yep. where the words bounce off the page, and yeah. and that's another Holy Spirit job. Right. Holy Spirit interprets that for us, yeah. uh, lifts that up. That's why yeah. I, I don't get too down in the weeds about is it a literal translation? Which translation is better than this or that? It is a living, breathing yes. document, right? And as long as your translator is right. Yeah. It kind of doesn't matter. No, you know, <laughs> it's, there's there's
0: enough buffer room in there. Yeah, uh, but he's going to speak yeah. truth
1: to you yeah. when you need it, and right. that's going to be right. Right. And the fact that you get something different out of a passage than I do is perfectly fine with me. That's great. Because you need something yep. different than I do. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And, and I, the fact that yeah. I can read one passage over and over and over again and get something different out of it, I yes, think these is evidence. Just come that, out. Yeah, yeah. I think it's evidence yeah. that that's God breathed. Yeah. Yep. I think it's evidence to me. So, yeah, Yeah, that's great comfort
0: too. Well, Lori, thank you again for uh, coming in and and talking today, and for your sermon on Sunday. It was wonderful, and uh, just appreciate everything that you're doing with the baby fold and with um, just you know the church in general. And you do have one story. I'm
1: going to share one. I'm going to share one baby fold story. It wouldn't be Be you without it. Well, this is courtesy of Carrie Green. A shout out to Carrie Green, who is uh, she heads our. department of uh, kids at school that have uh, they're on the um, autism spectrum we call it challenges and Uh she supervises that group and she told me the story the other day and it it fits so perfectly um, with what we've been talking about today Isaac Um, she's got a little guy I'm gonna call him Jimmy I call Mm -hmm. all of our kids Jimmy because we changed their names but yeah (laughs) he's on the spectrum and he's he's just awesome pretty high functioning Mm -hmm. Uh, he's got some bizarro social skills that I find charming but okay Uh, anyway um, he engaged in this kind of strange behavior he was asking um his teachers to go visit another teacher whose name is mary and he kept saying go see mary go see mary and he would they take him up right that's yeah. a social thing so let's yeah. go talk to mary and he would right. go up to mary and he would bow his head and he would say mary i'm sorry i said that bad word and she would say, okay dude have a good day yeah. And off he'd go, and he'd ask right. again the next day, yeah. "See Mary, see Mary," and he'd go up and see this other teacher, and very understanding, nice woman, and yeah. he'd say, "Mary, I'm sorry." And his head bowed. You know, I'm I'm sorry. I I, I said I said that bad thing, whatever. And it, this happened day after day. Yeah. It's like Mary's beginning to wonder why is this kid always coming to me with all this negative stuff. Right. You know, I pat him on the head and tell him he's a good guy, and yeah. you know, send him on his way. Yeah. What's going on? Yeah. Uh, Come to find out, his parents had been taking him to catechism. <laughs> and so he was learning about confession. Yes. And right. he was confessing to the only Mary that he knew. There you go. <laughs> and in, fa- <laughs> in fact, he brought to Mary one day a magna You know, those little, it's oh, a little, yeah. like right. a, I don't know, like a little slate that you can draw on. That yeah. He actually wrote his first confession. Oh on a magna doodle well, nice. and took it to mary <laughs> but it, it, when i picture that magna doodle when it's got like a little bar yeah, right. on it that you sweep from right to left uh-huh. it makes me think of psalm 103 as far as the east uh, is yeah. from the west swish swish on the magna doodle yep and so far your are it goes yeah. away isn't that yeah. beautiful yeah like yeah that's that's, great. that's a good thing so yeah. i did advise mary she's like what should i say and i said yes tell him he's a good guy and it's okay but he's what he wants to hear from you is that he is forgiven yeah and jesus forgives you yeah try not to do it again that right. that's it you know yeah. so if we can just get our magna out and swish swish we're, we're going to be happier people so yeah
0: oh that's fun yeah i love that yeah it gives me a whole new way to think about you know um, Mary now. There you go.
1: <laughs> Who knew she worked at the baby I didn't Awesome. I know that. I know that. Yeah, that's perfect. Awesome. Well,
0: thanks again. My pleasure. Uh, for, uh, for joining us today, and um, we look forward to uh, hearing from you all as well. If you have questions or want to keep the discussion going, you're more than welcome to do that. Uh, you can do that through the Calvary app or through the website or uh, on the internet in general, wherever you find this thing. So, And next time, we'll be back with a deeper dive into Ecclesiastes. So until then, grace and peace.